This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris Welcome to the podcast. It's good to be back after a little impromptu day off yesterday. This head cold had me kind of laid out. At least that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it, if you know what I mean. The good news is I'm back today. The bad news is there's some news that you're not going to be happy to hear. Some of the highlights you've probably already heard, and I'll start there, with the violence in Philadelphia. Did you see it? It's very concerning. I've got people around the country Uh, that have been reaching out to me, friends, podcast listeners, acquaintances, what's going on in Philadelphia, what's going on in Philadelphia. People ask, how close is it to where you live? We're just a few miles outside of the border of Philadelphia. I think as the the crow flies, I haven't checked in a while, it's really just a couple of miles. Uh, It's a little bit to get there. It's a little further than what that might sound, but it's close. You know, we've got several highways bringing um, people out of the city, and uh, massive buildup of people down there. And you see what's going on. But it's it's not, I think, what, what's being reported that is the concern, and I want to get into that. But let me just step back a second to give you the big picture, and that is this. There is seriously alarming patterns and events that are happening right now. Uh, despite things that I said previously that I did not think would happen, they're happening anyway, which is very bizarre to me. We've got the attacks on Trump. I'm going to talk about that. They're talking about taking his property, his business. I have mixed feelings on that, but it's very, very concerning. If they can do it to him, they can do it to you. I'll tell you my story on that as well. We had like full-on dictatorship. You're going to start just taking business owners' property on the accusation that they misrepresented values? My friends... Consider this carefully. What's something that you own of value that you prize? What do you think it's worth as opposed to what I think it's worth? Wow. This is not what America was made to be. On top of all that, it's not all politics. COVID-19. I see the CDC just yesterday sent out new guidelines. Three pages. Very confusing information. If it's this, it's that, and this, and that, and test, and stay in bed, but don't stay in bed, and don't test, but test, and retest, and stay in bed. Wow. Wow. I've never seen this. It's only in election years, I guess, that the CDC is going to start barking advice on how we need to handle the annual flu. And then, of course, the riots that I started with. It's a concerning situation looking at each of them individually. When I connect the dots for you, as I usually do, and you probably already have yourself, it's not hard to see. You've got this uh, political polarization of of immigrants, weaponization of immigrants, which I've said before, I'm going to repeat again, I'm going to talk about it again and again and again. It's the biggest security threat that we have. We just saw it play out. In um, Philadelphia, roving gangs of youth, violent youth, calls for unity and resilience. Hmm. I don't know if I'd put it quite that way. 
I would say this. We need to group together. We need to stand our ground. And I'll try and talk about that a little bit as best I can as we dive into these deep philosophical questions of our time. <laughs> you know I don't talk like that. I try not to be too announcer-esque, just kind of natural me on the podcast. At the same time, you know, the gift of oration does involve in applying a little energy to the situation as well. I'll do the best I can, given my current medical status, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Let's get into it, shall we? Everything, not everything, but several things that I said would not happen during this election cycle, they are happening. I said, I don't see this happening again. They cannot pull this stuff out of the same old playbook and expect people to take it. Lo and behold, they're pulling out the same old playbook. And as expected, a number of people are going to take it, are taking it. However, there is some cause for optimism, such as they're going to shut down the government. I have one concern about shutting down the government. I'm speaking out of order here on this, but let me just delve into this because it wasn't even really um, a bullet point that I had here to discuss with you, but I think it's important to, to mention. Let me, let me put it this way. you got a, a political situation where Democrats, they know they're losing. I do not believe that they have the same ability to as easily steal the election this time around. Um, the the level of all that, I do not know. I can tell you that I know firsthand. Delaware County, Pennsylvania, I've spoken to the lawyer who did it, who got those um, uh, election registration uh, logs fixed. And I've said to you, that, that one county alone, combined with the strength that Trump has in the other counties, may be enough to fix Pennsylvania. I mean, we're hanging on a thread. I get it. But I'm just saying to you, and that's just what I know. Arizona, Cary Lake is still fighting. Are they going to be able to repeat the same stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to make any predictions. I don't like to make predictions as it is. But let me just put this to you. The Democrats are stressed bad. The unions are turning their backs. The 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 liberal cities are turning their backs. The mayor of of New York City is is ostracized from the from the president and the and the, and the White House. Think about that. The black liberal mayor of New York City. Nobody points that out as racism, though. Interesting, right? But this shows you the the nature of the problem. The Democrats have a big problem. Now, you would like to think that they could accept their losses and just move on and go home. I don't believe that that's an option. I do not believe that that's an option, which is why I say we are either going to fight or acquiesce because they will not stop because they can't. Uh, If for no other reason, then they have to perpetuate the myth of the fiat money. And the only way they know how to do that, because these boobus idiots that that hold up our government, they don't know how to create anything. They're not builders like Donald Trump. We need builders. Even if they're not perfect, even if they're ugly at times, we need builders, not politicians right now. Badly. Builders, growers, creators. uh, There's such a a dearth in all these things. Anyway, if for no other reason than the, the establishment, both parties, the establishment machine, They're part of the fiat money system. They have to perpetuate. That's number one. 
Number two, you want to say, you know, we, we don't, the people are like, you know what, we're done with the woke. We don't want to be woke anymore. It's not an option. It will never go away. Like the masks will never go away. It's like, um, you know, the, the, the question, you know, if you, if a guy kisses a guy, is he gay forever? You know, once you cross a Rubicon, things change. People don't, well, you want his forgiveness and people can change and all this. But there are things that you cannot unscramble eggs. Some things will never be undone or can never be undone. Only through a miracle. And it's probably what we need right now. How do you go back from the fiat money system? How do you fix the structural problems with our elections and our party system? The only way, Teddy Daniels is saying it, has said it. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Candidate for Pennsylvania, Army veteran, got shot up in Afghanistan. Great dude. Um, uh, who else is saying it? Marjorie Taylor Greene and these radical Republicans are going to shut down the government. They all know it. The only answer is to tear it down and rebuild it. As I was thinking about this and preparing for this, I thought to myself, there should be like a limit, term limits, limits on law. The law expires after seven years. you got to renew it. Force the government to actually do its job, keep them busy with those things as opposed to letting their minds run free and they come up with all these kooky ideas. But my point is that the establishment political system is there to preserve the establishment political system. No matter what it costs you, they don't care. You know, the, 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 the people at Rolls-Royce, they don't wake up and think, you know, we make these cars more affordable. Guarantee you that's never a question. They don't care. Now, the problem is that not all of us can afford a Rolls-Royce. So when Rolls-Royce is running the government, we've got a problem. But you're not going back from woke. You think you're going to unscramble those eggs? I've already told you this. The mothers that have so passionately gotten behind their... There are transgender children who are now revolting against them, but that's another story. They still won't listen. They won't listen. They'll tell you to their grave, I just wanted to save my poor Jennifer, Johnny, whatever. Whatever it took. It's a lunacy. It's biblical. My point is you're not going to undo woke. At best, at best, it will take decades and decades, and that would be with the, the most directed effort, really. The self-preservation of the parties, the self-preservation of the government. It will never stop until it's torn down, okay? That's the veracity that we're dealing with. Now I see this pattern, the attacks on Trump. I was, the podcast that I did not do yesterday, I was going to say, what has happened to the attacks on Trump? Maybe God intervened and realized that it wasn't the right time for that podcast because look at what happened within the same 24-hour period. This judge's decision, before the trial even, <laughs> before the trial, you don't think that's politicized? Now, I, want, I told you there's two sides of this. Well, let me, let me give you the, 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 what they're doing first. They're saying that because he misrepresented values, okay, that somehow there's been damages incurred, which is really hard to assess because all the loans got paid back. There was no damages. I don't know that they what law that they can point to that where there's no damages. I mean, this I thought was very common law practice. Just talking to my wife about it the other day. I mean, you can you know uh, infringe on somebody's rights, but if there's no damages, there's no lawsuit to be had. You can get a lawsuit to get them to stop. Um, 
but if you haven't suffered any uh, financial damage that you have to prove, which is very difficult, right? So I give you an example. It's, it's illegal to do um, uh, recordings uh, without the other person's consent. And I don't know, maybe there's some criminal penalties associated with that particular statute. I think there may be, but as far as, uh, you know, if somebody records you and then, you know, disseminates that information, you have to prove that there was financial damage. And in this environment, let's just say it was somebody got you, enticed you into saying a racial slur, right? And you did it and they catch you on, on a recording illegally and they put it out there to ruin your life. Here's how, and let's just say there were actual monetary damages. You lost your job, you lost your public position, bada, bada, boom. Um, this is the concern with AI, right? They're going to clone your voice and have you saying things that you didn't say. Um, you lose your whole life. You go to sue. You'd be lucky. We didn't do it if the judge is the race that they used for this race baiting scheme. You don't think you're going to have a problem with that? Even just politically right now. I mean, yeah, you're guilty. You look like a racist. I'm telling you, it's that bad. And the judge is going to step in and take his business. So listen, what do you care? What do you and I care? He's a billionaire. He's not going to be a billionaire. What do we care? I'm not so sure. I don't see. He's not going to walk away from these assets. I can tell you that. And they don't know how to manage them anyway. So that kind of narrows it down. But we'll get into that in a second. Why should you care? Why should I care? You don't think for political reasons they won't go to How about if I go through your mortgage loan application? Anything that you misrepresented on that? Nothing? Really? Nothing at all? If I go through there with a fine-tooth comb and I go back through your tax returns, is there anything there? That just How about your donations? Hmm? You own your home and you have a mortgage? You think I'm playing around? You think this is a game? Hmm? Let me get in the government. I told you I'll run as a leftist. I'll have you all in jail. You've all lied on your taxes, haven't you? Mm-hmm. This is how they do it. I told you. Go read Gulag Archipelago and you'll see what I mean. You don't need to read the whole book. Read one chapter. If they can do it to him, they do it to you. You say, well, I don't know anything. I don't have any own businesses, Chris. Why do I need to be worried about? Oh, oh, okay. You don't own a home? I gotcha. I gotcha. How about a 401k? Pension retirement. Hmm? While we're talking about misrepresenting values, because this is the, the allegation against Mr. Trump, partially that he misrepresented the value of the business to keep the taxes low on one hand, but then misrepresented completely the other direction so that he could get um, you know better bank loans. So I say to you, did you perhaps misrepresent your um, donations on your tax return hmm? to uh, falsify your income, essentially, right? Affected your income. You took that $400 donation deduction even though you didn't donate anything, didn't you? Oh, I know. Believe me, I've got like radar vision for this stuff. You don't think I do. Why do you think I tell you? <laughs> Lily White, I don't take deductions I don't make. You can go back. I, to be honest, I haven't given much money recently and you won't see any deductions. I don't even deduct some of the things I can because I understand the trap. I know the game. I'm like, you know what? You keep the money. I'll keep my peace of mind. Yeah, I'm telling you, I overpay all my taxes a little bit because I don't want to be dealing with what he's dealing with. This whole valuation issue. Let me tell you a little, a little trick I tell people. If you don't, nobody listens to me. I know the, the, the um, temptation is too great. Listen to this story. This, this is an oldie but a goodie. Back in the day, 
I knew a guy. They built refrigerators, commercial refrigerators for Wawa. You ever hear of Wawa? It's like the big convenience store here in the, the on the East Coast now. Big store started here in the Delaware Valley. They used to have great hoagies. I don't know so much. Anyway, yeah, it's gas station, convenience store kind of thing. Well, they made all the refrigerators and. While this business was blowing up, it was quite a refrigeration business, the family business. At the time, this is many years ago, like I said, the business had a value of about $5 million. The father was bequeathing this to the son that I knew. Uh, he was going to go to medical school. Instead, they wanted him to run the family business. He dropped out, and he starts running this refrigeration business. Becomes an alcoholic, addicted to drugs. What a wild ride, hanging out with Bon Jovi. But Bon Jovi would come play at his house. Like, this is the kind of thing we're talking about. And... <laughs> You see the house today, <laughs> and it's an interesting uh, plot. But anyway, um, his father um, decided to avoid the taxes. He sold it to his son for a dollar. And there was a, a behind-the-back you know, deal there that uh, certain other family members had to be taken care of. And the vehicle to do that was they were basically guaranteed jobs for life, even though they weren't working. You may have heard similar stories like this going on. And I'll say this real quick. See, when it happens in the private industry, sooner or later it catches up with the company. The company goes bankrupt, and as tragic as all that is, it creates an opportunity for a new company to come in and be built and, and take over, and, and you have some ability to get out of it. When this type of corruption gets into government, you never get rid of it, right? Anyway, the father sells the son the business for a dollar to avoid taxes. Yay, yippee, everything's great. The money's flowing. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody's getting fat and happy and more. Well, then uh, divorce happens. The son gets divorced, and the wife gets a, a good lawyer, and they say, well, she's entitled to half the value of this business. And now this, uh, my friend has a serious, serious problem because he doesn't really own the whole business, you know, in, in reality, right, because he has these other obligations, these other hidden partners. I've seen this so many times, I can't tell you. And um, the ex-wife now, whatever scorn happened with her, I think there was an affair or something. This guy's you know, getting drunk, carrying on, getting fat and happy. Like I said, he gets sloppy. You know, probably had the rock band over. Things got out of control. The wife finds out, boom. And I would imagine this was not one incident, right? Well, now everybody thinks this guy's a disgusting pig because he is. He can't take care of himself. He's cheating on his wife. He's ruined the family. He's ruined the family company. And can you imagine what's going on here? And um, it destroyed his life. Completely destroyed his life, um, as well as many others. All because they wanted to save a couple of bucks on taxes. That money they saved would cost them a fortune. Cost them the whole business at the end of the day. Um, now, this is a little different with Trump. But I would say to you, if they're going to get aggressive with this, and we're going to add 150,000 IRS agents with guns... Well, maybe I should go back and wonder if we shouldn't be taking a portion of your 401k. Because if you've been cheating on your taxes all this time, that's money that you put in your 401k that you really don't deserve. We might need to take that money for things like paying the debt and reparations and such. Sound crazy to you? They're kicking white veterans out of, of, of old age homes to make room for immigrants. How do you think it's going to get paid for? Your 401k. I don't know. You tell me. I, I see. And listen, you look into a little history. Don't take my word for it. Look at what happened in the Civil War. Ask the, the, uh, the, the wealthy Southern whites. Life insurance benefits wiped out all these things. Talk about redistribution of wealth. 
Wars can redistribute well. Anyway, these attacks on Trump are very, very concerning. I said to you they will do whatever they have to to get him out. They're not doing it right now. Uh, you have many people concerned about World War III nuclear war. The desperation is real on the establishment side. They are panicking, panicking. I don't think I'm going to get time to get into it. Do I have the link still here? I do. No, I don't. Let me keep going. There's a lot to talk about. And I only have so much time. Trump, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll give you the flip side of it. I can't believe there's not going to be a lengthy appeal process. You know what I mean? Um, I see this as an interim headline, which will likely backfire and help Trump. Uh, but only time will tell. They continue to march forward with their plan, including COVID. I'm shocked. I thought they were going to back off the pushback on the whole COVID thing. They're sending out these things on the COVID notices. Um, we'll see. If nothing else, this is more, um, re, uh, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the, uh, oh, I'm not going to let go of this. I should move on if I was smart. The um, uh, unconventional war. Where's the book here? Sabotage. More sabotage. That's all I view this. COVID nonsense is, is that they, 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 they keep everybody on the edge. Ah, you're going to have to get back. You're gonna have to, everybody's like, well, I'm not doing that. Ah, ah. Angry, angry, angry. I don't know if they think they're going to stir up their base, keep them angry, keep them interested. Maybe. And then we're right back to where we started this podcast. These riots in Philadelphia. Uh, the story in the local news, 12 hours in Philadelphia that broke my heart. The city of brotherly love is no more. We won't go there at all. No part of that. Eh, Chestnut Hill. It's interesting. I mean, so you, you, you could have to look at a map to see what I'm talking about. But we're, uh, Chestnut Hill is within the boundaries of Philadelphia. Chestnut Hill Hospital is where I went when I had my concussion. It's um, just a few miles from here. Uh, Chestnut Hill is on the other side of the Philadelphia border from Springfield Township, which is where... Um, uh, what the heck is his name? Um, uh, Mark Levin is from. He was on the on the um, school board down there. Lawyer from this area. Next town over from us. That's how close we are. So, but anyway, uh, Chestnut Hill in Philadelphia is gorgeous. Still beautiful. Uh, is it being affected by all this? I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that. Kind of like my mother-in-law. She stopped in the weekend. She's coming down from Manhattan, Lower East Side. She says, you know, where I'm at, everything's good. You go a couple of blocks away and everything changes quickly. And that's my question. How long before that changes? That's my concern here where I'm at. I'm like, we're about 10 miles away from the, the heat of this right now. And we've seen it come within three last time around. The biggest security threat we have. You've got immigrants, people here that are being politicized, paid to act out and cause problems. Where will they stop? I say to you, you know, what do we do? We have to, to, to stand together. We have to group together and we have to stand our ground. This is going to be the next phase. You know, it's like um, Staten Island where the police came in and, and pushed away the protesters. Oh, don't you dare yell at the immigrants. That's going to need to change. Uh, it's going to need to come down. I'm going to just tell you my belief on what's going to have to happen. That you're going to need to have armed civilian groups so large that the police are like, we're not going in. <laughs> and you're just going to say, look, we're taking back our area. Cops, you're going to have to get out. The cops have been politicized. 
lay down the demands. You know, this is the way this should work. Citizens groups rising up, writing a letter to the jurisdiction saying, listen, we're taking over as of this time. We would like this to be a peaceful transfer of power. Will it happen? I don't know. Uh, Who knows, right? Who knows whether things are going to stabilize, deteriorate? Is this another election year scam? Will people put up with it? Is this going to be the new normal? Is that where we're at with this? And you just say, nah, this is just like, you know, made for TV Jerry Springer kind of stuff on a larger scale. Oh, okay. So every day I got to wake up, I got to see this filth right in our backyard, on the news, you know, on my mind. People are asking, I'm concerned. I'm concerned to the point that the pit bull that sleeps with my daughter barked last night at the same time the security camera beeped and I got up to check. What was it? I don't know. Probably a fox if I had to guess. There you go for you bad guys. You want to come play? The fox can't even get on the property without us knowing it. How do you think you're going to make out? Give it a try. It's concerning. And I've told you, especially when you add in these electric bikes, if you add mobility to a small gang, you think about this for a minute. And this goes both directions for the patriots and, and the enemies for what we have to defend against. Let's talk about this in the context of a um, community patrol. Things have deteriorated. The government isn't getting funded. Let's say the police go home and, th- and things are getting uh, uh, turning to anarchy. Your streetlights are no longer on. Think about this scenario a minute. Think about a scenario where maybe the police don't go home, but they say, hey, you know, we're down to a minimum force that we can only respond to X, Y, and Z. So your, your robbery or your strange person call is not going to get answered. We've already seen this happen. And let's just say for whatever reason the lights go out for an extended period of time. You've heard me talk about this. Life is going to change very, very quickly. And the reason that I say to you that the likelihood of this happening, first of all, it's not just me. Many people are watching what's going on. They're saying, you better have a plan freaking B and you better have a good plan C. And I'm not kidding. You can learn this from my good friend Butch Erskine at Hope for Survival. This is not a, uh, a commercial, by the way. And no financial arrangement with Butch. HopeforSurvival.com. Go check it out. Change my life. He reached out to me the other day about the Philadelphia riots. Shared with me some other things going on. He's plugged into this kind of thing. He says, one is none, two is one, three is two. Remember I said that and start looking around and think about this scenario where you have no guarantees of security and there's no electricity, and the nights are dark, and money's not flowing, welfare programs are not happening the way they are now. The, uh, the poor in this country no longer have access to cell phones and, and flat-screen TVs and fancy cars. Think about what's going to happen there when their budgets get, get stripped, okay? I think the establishment government knows this. They've, they've bought so many voters. They're like, if we don't keep feeding them, they're going to get hungry, and they're going to eat us which is what's coming. You got 100,000 immigrants packed into New York City. No numbers on Philadelphia. Why would that be? Why would it not be happening in Baltimore or Philadelphia? It has to be. It has to be. So now, 
let's say this is the scenario and you group together with your neighbors and you say, hey, we're going to get our, our weapons, um, which should include a variety of things, by the way. Lighting, hopefully you have. You need communication, you need transportation. Electric bikes, uh, um, proper communication. I want to tell you something about the communication. The cell phones, um, I might talk about. Did I put it in here to talk about today? Da, 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 da. No, I did not. It's fine. Um, but there's a device that the police use that can capture all the, all the voice data. I bet you there's a lot more of that going on than you even know. I really do. How, how do you know this device can't be purchased, made, and implemented without the government or anybody even knowing it? That your calls aren't being tracked? Wouldn't surprise me. So anyway, you got to think about communication, maps. I've said this, paper maps. Now you think about a gang, a small gang, three or four people on electric bikes, well-armed, well-protected, with light, with, uh, with binoculars, um, people that you know trained in tying knots, setting traps, perhaps other things, right? You get where I'm going. Four people, five, six people. How easily could those six people overwhelm a, a, a private property? I mean, heck, you could go probably, if you wanted to be ruthless about it, you know, this is like walking dead stuff, right? Freaky. You better start thinking about it. I, I, do I say it's likely? <sighs> I'm not ready to commit to that, but I see that the alarms are getting louder. It is an election year, but I'm not taking any chances, I can tell you that. So now you have, say, six or eight of these bikes armed with communication, maybe a drone or two that they can throw up and see. Incredible when you think about it. Just six or eight. They could just go boop, 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 picking off a business, picking off a private property, with almost effortlessly, six to eight. Imagine two of those teams working through your town. You hear the rumors. You hear the people, oh, my God, they did it to me. People tied up, beat up. When's it going to be you? Crap, I should have bought a a weapon. Hmm. Yep, I suppose so. It'll be too late by then. You better plan ahead. You better stop thinking in terms of uh, paper towels and toilet paper, my friend. Because the, the situation could easily evolve into something much different. I, I'm going to stop with the doomsday stuff with this. When you consider the sheer numbers of people, whether they're bikes and, and armed and all that, you, you send 10,000 people through our little town here. We've got a town of, I don't know, 25,000, 30,000 people. Suppose a wave, you see these migrant trains going through South America. What towns are they going through? You get 10,000 people moving through here? The damage, even if they were peaceful, the damage that it would do. Even if they had no harmful intent to move that kind of people down the street. Freaky to say the least. I'm going to leave it at that. I had a couple other stories. Here, I'll leave you with this one. Is the United States government preparing to announce aliens? They will stop at nothing. I'm telling you, it wouldn't surprise me that these, these Hollywood writers are all hired by the CIA to script out possible ways that they could cover for this mess and one of them would be to be a, a, a or, or not Orwellian. What was the story? I forget now. When they did the, uh, they on the radio the the fake uh, uh, alien invasion and, and people it was like the the first big modern yellow journalism story. You don't think they would do it again? Everyone needs the lockdown. 
Aliens have taken over the Capitol. I don't know how many people would believe it. But would people be able to resist? I don't know. It's crazy times, my friends. The reason I bring all this up, keep the hope, take care of yourself, do what's right, get yourself prepared, and uh, things will work out just the way they're supposed to. They always do. Good always prevails. Remember that. God willing, I'll be back uh, Monday is the plan right now. Hope to see you there. Make it a great weekend. Do something to take care of yourself. I'll see you back soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.